Today in Science from Wired. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. How much energy can you cram into your Halloween candy? By Rhett Elaine. It's Halloween time! For many, this time of year means there are lots of cool costumes. For others, it's all about the candy. Now, I'm not a big fan of candy, but I am a big fan of analyzing stuff. So here we go. I'm going to look at the energy density for candy. Sure, I could just look this up, but it's much more fun to determine it for myself. Let's get started by going to the store. I'm going to look at a bunch of different candy options and get some data. Fortunately, food has to contain some basic information on the package. Mass, calories, sugars, fats, carbs. I can also get the price. But what do you do with a lot of data? You start making graphs. I will start off with a plot of calories versus mass. But wait, I don't want to use calories as a unit of energy because it's a pretty dumb unit. The silliest thing about a calorie is, is that there are actually two different calories. In chemistry, there's a calorie where one calorie is the energy needed to raise a gram of water by one degree Celsius. Then there is the food calorie, which is the equivalent to 100 chemistry calories. Of course, in both cases, people just call them calories. For me, I will stick with the joule as a unit of energy. For the conversion, one food calorie is equal to 4,184 joules. Now for a quick rundown to the convenience store to gather candy. <clears throat> Data. I'm assuming here that you all trick-or-treat in only the best neighborhoods. You know, the ones that hand out full-size candy bars. Well, to look at individual candy bars and other stuff, I grabbed the mass and energy in 20 different sweet treats. From M&M's and Kit Kats and Twix to Sweet Tarts and Skittles and Sour Patch Kids. Here's a plot of energy in joules versus mass in kilograms. You can see the full list on the Candy Data tab if you click on the plot. All right. It's not a perfect linear relationship between mass and energy, but it's close. And that relationship gives you a candy's energy density. The energy density is just the energy in the bar divided by the mass of the bar. Technically, this energy per mass would be called the specific energy since it is per mass instead of per volume. But it's still the same idea. And I like the term energy density better. There are some outliers like the data point far up to the right with almost 4 mg of energy in 144 grams of candy. A super high energy density. Can you guess what it is? A Lindor truffle. The one that lies below the line of best fit. Just over 1.5 mj has a lower than average energy density. That's a gummy bear. 
Oh, one more outlier, Hershey's Cookies and Cream. That has a pretty low energy density, too. All candies are not equal. Some might have more stuff in them that does not add to the total calorie value. But overall, there seems to be a fairly nice correlation between candy mass and candy energy. From the graph, candy has an energy density around 22 megajoules per kilogram. But how does this energy density compare with other things? Gasoline has 46.4 megajoules per kilogram, and a lithium-ion battery is somewhere under 1 megajoule per kilogram. Where should candy be on this spectrum? The closest thing I could find is glucose with a specific energy of 15.5 megajoule per kilogram. That's pretty close to my value of 22 megajoule per kilogram from the data above. Just for fun, here's one more plot. What about a plot of energy in the candy versus the price? Ooh, look at that line going sharply up to the right. Again, there is a fairly linear relationship between energy and cost. From the graph, I get about 7.5 megajoules per dollar. If you think Lindo truffles are too expensive, this actually argues in their favor. Their cost-to-energy ratio is in line with the other cheaper candies. But no matter what you get, it's clear that there's a bunch of energy in candy bars. What are you going to do with all the energy you collect on Halloween? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.